All right, so a little bit of uh, clerical work on my end, just so I have everything ready. If either of y'all take notes, I have officially dubbed this campaign the Celestial Odyssey. How do you spell Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. And to my understanding, from our characters, we have Avador, the tiefling druid. I got the name from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. One of the songs says Ava Adore, which is one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins songs. And I was like, I like okay. that. So I just kind of. I like Perfect. it. That's a cool name. <laughs> we have Shepherd Black. At your service. The drow fighter. And then last and certainly not least, Jack Gray, the human rogue. Hey, hey. I like how like my character's last name is Black and yours ended up being Gray. Great. Yeah. It's just really funny. It just seems like a great <laughs> orphan thief last name to me. I was, I was thinking like maybe yeah. like Grayson, but I was like, nah, too much like Robin. And I was thinking like Gray Kin, but I was like, nah, that sounds dumb. And I was like, no, just do Gray. And then I saw yeah. your Black on there and I was like, oh, well, so we're colors. We're just going to do colors here. <laughs> the absence <laughs> of failed. color. Yeah. <laughs> Should I can be... Uh, what is yours, Avador? Avador. Avador White. White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Avador White. Yeah. Okay. The land of Jarlheim. Time began at the birth of the Iron Star. Birth of the Iron Star is essentially when people started taking full-on records of history. That's when humankind was essentially born into fruition and uh, established themselves as the primary race of the land. 20,000 years prior to that, mm -hmm. there were three beings that came into existence. The dragons, the krakens, and the giants. The giants morphed and folded stars onto one another and birthed the earth. The krakens filled that earth with water, land, animals, life. And the dragons held dominion over the sky, bringing into the world not just the physical life, but the mystical life, the magic. Thousands and thousands of years pass, but essentially everything from this point moving backwards prior to the birth of the Iron Star is all speculation. It's all folklore. It's all uh, religious text. Some scholars have some uh, theorizations and a hypothesis of what they believe happened prior to the birth of the Iron Star, but no one knows for sure. But they call the Iron Star Year Zero, essentially. And we are now in the year of 1290. Many monarchs have risen and fallen. Various kingdoms and empires have come and gone. But at this current time, the realm of Jarlheim has been split. There's the South Cag and then the North Cag. Directly in the middle, there is a large break that is called the Split. It is a dark, ominous pit that stretches far below man's reaching. Spelunkers have tried to delve underneath the, the Split, but either are too afraid or have not returned. I feel like there might be treasure under there. <laughs> 
That looks like a plot hook I'm going to take advantage of later. <laughs> if you don't, we will. <laughs> Check out that bridge. I heard there was treasure. They all con red to you, aggro, uh, <laughs> skull. You might not want to go into there just yet. Well, investigation. Um, I got a 10. You die. <laughs> you die. With the North and South CAG, there are, everybody is, uh, there, there are certain kingdoms or Jarl lords. Uh, who rule over eight different kingdoms, but there is one reigning king, King Varen Frazier, Softess. But there are eight Jarls, eight other lords. Fangor Highland is the capital of uh, Jarlheim, and that is where the king resides. There's pretty much not a whole lot of other races in the lands of Jarlheim. It's the the big three are humans, elves, and dwarves. Mm. Anything else is pretty much viewed as strange and unseen. The king, Varen Frazier, who has reigned for well over 50 years, has met his untimely death. The eight Jarl lords will meet for a summit, as they call it. They will meet for a summit, and they will vote on who will be the next king. Religions that people um, need to understand or just spiritual things to understand, prior to humans being the prominent species, everybody believed that there was good and evil, but they took manifested forms. The good took the form of what they called dorm-blooded or dorm. And that was races who were typically virtuous and kind and express generosity and we're just very good natured. So like your wood elves or perhaps an angelic sort of figure. And to the antithesis of that, there were also the evil or evilly maligned and full of malice and uh, treachery and selfishness. They were known as the scourge blooded or just scourge. So people will often use the monikers of be of a dorm soul or don't have scourge behaviors. It was just common moniker. So dorm being good, scourge being bad. And people are obviously, if you are a, uh, for instance, like an elf, you're a dorm blooded race. Or in this case, <laughs> if you are perhaps a race that looks as if you are part demon with horns and a tail, you would probably be looked at as, oh, you are a scourge, a scourge race. You have scourge blood flowing through you. There are very few people who still keep to the old religion of worshiping what they call the triad or the dragons, krakens, and giants. There are still a few people who are like, oh, yeah, we totally believe that the dragons, krakens, and giants are going to come back one day and right. that magic will fill the earth again. Because it, in, in this is a low magic setting. No one knows how to use magic at, at all. Those who do know how to use magic are heavily restricted and kept under close watch and usually have very tight restrictions on how they use it or what they do with it. And so most humans would believe that that shit's evil as hell. So we're going to worship these nine deities, the gods of Ecclesia. They're going to keep the humans uh, safe with their divine love and all that. Hala. Okay. okay. Nice. All right. Wonderful. Then we will begin the celestial odyssey.
if you can imagine a dark and hazy, very heavy fog uh, in, in a cemetery. You hear the the low, very light paddles of rain as they hit the stone. You then hear the slight huffing and puffing of someone running in the distance. It grows louder and louder. And pulling into frame, a person is running through this cemetery, checking over their shoulder. They have a cloak on, hood drawn up so you cannot see their face. But you do hear them running, breathing heavily as the wind smacks their face. Finally, they stop at one of the tombstones, kneeling down to catch their breath. Checking over their shoulder, they look around, feeling as though they are safe. They begin furiously digging into a small little hole next to a tombstone, reaching into their cloak and produce a coin. The lightning strikes and you can see this coin is intricately made very, very detailed designs. The person puts it to their lips and you hear a places the coin inside the hole, covers it up, and continues to run. Makes it to the end of the cemetery and tries to begin to climb the gates. Fortunately, the rain has made them slick. Climbs higher and higher, frantically reaching, reaching higher, higher, but they cannot ascend. And that is when a frame, a figure, comes into view behind the person. They turn, realize that they have nowhere else to go. Lightning strikes as the figure draws their hood back. It's an elf. He looks at the figure he says you'll never find it the figure stays silent and simply points his hand extending a finger it's as if the finger is pointing directly into the elf's soul and you hear one uttered word silly at the very utterance of the word, the elf clutches his chest. The color drains from his cheeks. His eyes go white. He falls to the ground, devoid of any signs of life. The other figure walks towards the now deceased elf, kneels down, seems to check his pockets, look over his body, Stands up frustrated. Looks across the cemetery. Two other smaller figures walk up to this figure. They appear only to be about as tall as its, as, uh, as its hips. A, c a couple of feet, maybe. He just says, Search the cemetery. Find it. 
Lightning strikes again as the two smaller figures begin, paddling off into the cemetery, frantically searching. Whoa! Hey, everybody, this is Chris, and I want to thank you all for checking out this um, initial setup for our new podcast, Party in Peril, and let you know there's additional content that's going to be made available on the NerdSloth Patreon, so supporters there will have access to an extra long bonus episode where you can hear how each of our characters meet and the events that lead them up until episode and the events that lead them up to episode one, which is going to be the next thing that you hear after this initial episode zero here. If you aren't a subscriber, though, I'm going to include a quick supercut right here of some of the events and characters you'll need to know as we begin this journey together. Think of it as a little teaser of the stuff that you can get with the full two hours and whatever of extra content that is available for you if you consider supporting us on Patreon so that we can keep delivering quality podcasts and Twitch streams for your ears and your eyes. You know, obviously the eyes being only the Twitch, you get it. Um, so I'm going to shut up now so you can listen to the supercut thing of, of, of what you can get on Patreon. And, and then maybe you'll understand what's going to happen next. I don't know, maybe. You hear a very boisterous, um, loud voice. A symbol! A symbol now! A symbol here! A symbol, a symbol now, a symbol here. I feel like we need to assemble. (laughs) (laughs) These are the soldiers who are in the fancier armor from the Ecclesia of Knox. One of which, he's got his helmet on, he's got his full breastplate and greaves, and his arms are folded in front of him. Next to him is a gargantuan man. On one hand, you see that he has um, a, what looks like an onyx uh, gauntlet. He is the head of the Holy Order, the Hands of the Nine. He is Sir Titus Alexander, otherwise known as the Gauntlet. Uh, So the town crier pulls out a large parchment, begins to read. There is an opportunity and a request from the Hands. Recent events have requested that all able-bodied individuals be deployed for an excursion into the surrounding Tomb of the Heretics in the cemetery of Fengal. I step forward. I'm in. I'm in too. Is there any other who would answer the call and request of the hands? I'll go. She steps forward and you see as she kind of clears away through the crowd, she looks as if she is one of the um, priestesses of the Order of Ecclesia. Sarah of the Nine, some grave robbers have uh, attempted to break into the Tomb of the Heretics to steal some relics. These brigands seem adamant about retrieving certain items from the tomb. He hands you a, um, a scroll case, Ecclesia symbol on it, and you see a list of uh, six items four urns of saints, a ring, and a holy staff. As you make it to the cemetery, you see there is a body. In fact, it's bodies. It looks like they've been partially eaten. Those almost look like wolf bites. Sarah pulls from behind her. She's had it strapped at her hip. She has a mace at her side, and she has a buckler on her arm, and she says, 
Whatever's in there, we have to stop it. I was afraid you'd say that. At that, all four of you stand for a moment looking inside the opening maw of the tomb. A gust of stale wind flows out of it. You feel a chill up your spine. What waits below in the tomb of the heretic? Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Master Devin here, thanking you for listening to this episode of Party in Peril. You can encounter us on Twitter or Instagram at Party in Peril. And if you liked this episode, please consider subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing, rating, uh, hacking or slashing, and whatever else you can do out there on social media or wherever you listen to podcasts. But thanks again for listening. And remember, roll high, crit hard. See you next time. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdslot so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.